catechesis with Pope Francis. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Papa Francisco's Catechesis on Wednesday the 24th of April 2013 in the Year of Faith. Dear brothers and sisters, good morning. In the Creed we profess that Jesus will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Human history began with the creation of man and woman in the image and likeness of God and concludes with Christ's final judgment. These two poles of history are often forgotten, and above all, faith in Christ's return and the final judgment is sometimes not that clear and firm in the hearts of Christians. Jesus, during his public life, often focused upon the reality of his ultimate coming. Today I would like to reflect upon three gospel texts which help us to enter into this mystery that of the ten virgins, that of the talents, and that of the final judgment. All three are part of Jesus' discourse on the end of time, in the Gospel of St. Matthew. Firstly, let us remember that, with the Ascension, the Son of God brought to the Father our humanity assumed by Him, and wants to attract everyone to Himself, to call the whole world to be welcomed into God's open arms, so that at the end of history the whole of reality may be consigned to the Father. There is, however, this immediate time between the first coming of Christ and the last, which is precisely the time that we are living. In this context of the immediate time is placed the parable of the ten virgins. It is about ten girls who are awaiting the arrival of the bridegroom, but he is late and they fall asleep. At the sudden announcement that the bridegroom is arriving, they all prepare to welcome him, but while five of them, who are wise, have oil to fuel their own lamps, the others, who are foolish, are there with their lamps extinguished because they have no oil. And while they are searching for some, the bridegroom arrives, and the foolish virgins find the door leading to the nuptial feast closed. They knock insistently, but it is now too late. The bridegroom responds, I do not know you. The bridegroom is the Lord, and the time of waiting for his arrival is the time that he gives to us, to all of us, with mercy and patience, before his final coming. It is a time of vigilance, time in which we must keep alight the lamps of faith, hope and charity, in which to keep our hearts open to goodness, beauty and truth, time to live according to God, because we do not know either the day or the hour of Christ's return. What is asked of us is to be prepared for the encounter, prepared for an encounter, for a beautiful encounter, the encounter with Jesus, which means knowing how to see the signs of his presence, keeping our faith alive with prayer, with the sacraments, being vigilant so as not to fall asleep, so as not to forget about God. The life of Christians asleep is a sad life. It is not a happy life. The Christian must be happy, the joy of Jesus. Let us not fall asleep. The second parable, that of the talents, makes us reflect on the relationship 
between how we make use of the gifts received from God and His return, when He will ask us how we have used them. We know the parable well. Before His departure, the Master consigns to each servant some talents, so that they will be put to good use during His absence. To the first, He consigns five, to the second, two, and to the third, one. During his absence, the first two servants multiply their talents. These are ancient coins. While the third servant prefers to bury his and consign it intact to the master. On his return, the master judges their work. He praises the first two, while the third is cast out into the darkness, because he kept the talent hidden through fear, closing in on himself. A Christian who is closed in on himself who hides everything that the Lord has given him, is a Christian, is not Christian. He is a Christian who does not give thanks to God for everything that he has given him. This tells us that the waiting for the Lord's return is the time of action. We are in the time of action, the time in which to bring God's gifts to fruition, not for ourselves, but for him, for the church, for others, the time in which to seek always to make good grow in the world. And particularly in this time of crisis, today, it is important not to close in on oneself, burying one's own talent, one's own spiritual, intellectual, material riches, everything that the Lord has given us. But to open up, to be in solidarity, to be attentive to the other. In the square, I have seen that there are many young people. Is this true? Are there many young people? Where are they? To you, who are at the beginning of the pathway of life, I ask, have you thought about the talents that God has given you? Have you thought about how you can put them to the service of others? Do not bury your talents. Wager on great ideals, those ideals that enlarge the heart, those ideals of service that will render your talents fruitful. Life is not given to us so that we may preserve it jealously for ourselves, but is given to us so that we may give it. Dear young people, have a great soul. Do not be afraid to dream great things. Finally, a word about the passage on the final judgment, in which is described the second coming of the Lord, when he will judge all human beings, living and dead. The image used by the evangelist is that of the shepherd who separates the sheep from the goats. On the right are placed those who have acted according to God's will, succoring their hungry, thirsty, foreign, naked, sick, or imprisoned neighbour. I said foreign. I am thinking of the many foreigners who are here in the diocese of Rome. What are we doing for them? While on the left go those who have not succoured their neighbour. This tells us that we will be judged by God on charity, on how we have loved our brothers and sisters, especially the weakest and most needy. Of course, we must always keep well in mind that we are justified, are saved, through grace, through an act of gratuitous love of God who always precedes us. On our own we cannot do anything. Faith is first of all a gift that we have received but so as to bear fruit, 
the grace of God always requires our openness to him, our free and concrete response. Christ comes to bring us the mercy of God who saves. We are asked to entrust ourselves to him, to correspond to the gift of his love with a good life, made up of actions animated by faith and love. Dear brothers and sisters, may looking at the final judgment never make us afraid. Rather, may it urge us to live the present better. With mercy and patience, God offers us this time so that we may learn each day to recognize him in the poor and in the little ones, so that we may strive for the good and be vigilant in prayer and love. May the Lord, at the end of our existence and of history, be able to recognize us as good and faithful servants. Thank you. Come.